Good morning, everybody. We wish you a Merry Christmas. We wish you a Merry Christmas. We wish you a Merry Christmas. May the force be with you, Luke. And a Happy New Year. If you can hear shuffling in the background, that's Chi-Chi and Nadia dragging her left leg. I don't know, why are you dragging your left leg, Nads? She's not feeling very well. She's not very well, bless her. She's, oh, I've never seen her look so pale. Mad, you're right. She looks so pale. She is the last of us, the last of us. Um, good morning, everybody. Good morning, Faith. Good morning, Lorraine. Good morning, Anne-Marie Franklin. Hope you're all well. Um, it's, it's that weather. Do you want to keep your ears warm? Does anyone else want to keep their ears warm? Um, uh, Nadia Mansour, hi Mark, I just had gallbladder surgery, wow, um, uh, at home, in bed and recovering, oh god, sending you so much love, so much love, it's a, yeah, it's a tricky time, isn't it, I mean, there's there's all sorts of reports everywhere saying, don't get ill, don't get ill this Christmas, there's no there's no ambulances, there's no space, all that kind of stuff, so, it, it, I, you know, it's a funny one, that, isn't it, when you read that, you sort of think, first of all, you get indignant, and you think, what, like, I can't, I can't legislate against accidents. And then you think, well, actually, yes, you can. You can not be a dick. You can be careful. You can be cautious. Because then there's people such as yourself, Nadia Mansour, who need crucial uh, medical help. So I think we can. So don't use stepladders and all that sort of stuff. Um, oh, gutted, Josh. Yeah, well, she's gutted too. It's That's the way of the thing, isn't it? What a shame. But you weren't there, so you didn't miss it. So that's okay. Um, hi, Ellery Jones. Happy birthday to Robbie. Happy birthday, Robbie. Um, so, guys, it's that funny little kind of little period just before Christmas where everyone's kind of in a batshit, crazy, mad, crazy sort of frantic dash. Donald Trump's wondering what to do about Boulder. He can't build a wall. Going to build a wall. They're going to throw a boulder at the wall. Um, so uh, Donald Trump, yeah, yeah, we were talking about him yesterday. Uh, he's disqualified. You're not allowed. He's not allowed to run for presidency, but only in Colorado. It's like saying you can't run for prime minister, but only in Croydon. Um, where is your Christmas tree? Over there. It's over there. Pauline Allen. It's funny, isn't it, how people get really indignant. I'm not suggesting you are, Pauline. But it's funny. You see comments going, well, I just don't understand why. And I just don't get it. It's like people have a sort of almost a right to where are your baubles? You know what? We're not showing our baubles. <laughs> go over to Vlogmas. You'll see the baubles go up. Trees are up. Everything's happening. But it's all there in Vlogmas. So um, go, go and have a watch and have a, I had a very funny evening last night. Uh, a, bit, a bit of filming last night. Um, what a performance with the lights. So someone else was a bit indignant about the lights going. It's stressing. Look, if something stresses you, the whole point of Vlogmas is that it's an ordinary family doing ordinary shit with a little flick and a little bit of kind of humor and good cheer, a little bit of panto and all that kind of stuff. So, you know, either you're up for the shtick or if you're not, go and do your own lights. Flipping it. It's so weird. It's like there are, some, there are so many people who are like sort of teachers, aren't they? Like, oh, why are you doing it like that? But... It's, it's, it's just a, it's an extra. You don't have to watch YouTube. Chin chin down the hatch. Oh Christ, that's oh that, I thought that was good, but it's odd. Oh, oh, who's moaning now? 
it's just it's that it's just that annoying thing where people are just a bit. It's like oh, go and take a chill pill. Josh Pittard, yes, he can run. Not just Colorado. Watch yesterday's. Watch yesterday's uh, coffee morning, Josh. You'll understand. Um. Anyway. Anyway, Bellex, what are you drinking? I'm drinking this. This is a raw turmeric and ginger. It really blows the back of your um, mouth out. Actually, it just kind of explodes in all the places. For me, it's like a it's like a sort of alcoholic beverage without alcoholic. Oh, oh, Nicola Richie, glad you're enjoying it. Stuart G, you've got a cold. Oh, mate, your card went out yesterday. Uh, Vlogmas wouldn't be Vlogmas without the mayhem, Claire Elsie. Exactly. That's what we're tuning in for. We're tuning in for rows and shrieking and squealers and 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 disputes and the same fuck-ups year after year. That's what we all do. Madness. What is insanity? Doing the same thing every year and expecting a different outcome. That's what Vlogmas is. <coughs> Bellex, just got your 24 cans of 7-Up for Christmas. Oh, God, it's going to be a party around your gap. Oh, that's a nice strong coffee too. Oh, that, puts, that puts hair on the back of you. Yeah, exactly, Josh. Watch yesterday's coffee morning. We had the whole conversation there, Josh. Um, Patsy68, I love Vlogmas and the mess-ups. It's what makes it enjoyable. So what are we going to talk about today? We're going to talk about all sorts of weird stuff. I couldn't believe some of the things that we were, I was popping in the title today. And one of them, Nadia said, you've got to do this from her sickbed. I wonder what she was thinking about in her sickbed. She said, you've got to do this. I said, what? She said, penile fractures. I said, I beg your pardon? She said, about penile, pe yes, you heard me correctly. I, didn't I said, okay, penile fractures. So we're going to be talking about penile fractures. We're going to be talking about stealth camming. What is stealth camming? Anyone know? We're going to find out. Uh, we're going to talk about winter wonder hell because um, I've got a few journey sorties into central London. Um, and uh, as I head into, as one heads into London, well, I, I was struck really early on in Vlogmas when we were doing the Marylebone um, walkabout that there's a hostility and an aggression in the air, unlike any other festive season I've known. I'm going to talk about people who can't burp and how that's dangerous. Yeah, burping, non-burping. We're also going to be checking out a, well, a, well, a sort of cheeky little advert or online advert with a cheeky little cameo by a cheeky little girl. Uh, well, girl, woman, I don't mean that in a patronising fashion. Um, we're also, what else are we going to talk about? Well, so, yes, we're going to be talking about Winter Wonder Hell, actually. This is off the back of a tube driver saying he's not seen scenes like it when Winter Wonderland spat out all of its uh, visitors and they got on the tube. Uh, we're also going to be looking at charging for Christmas dinner. This, this, this story seems to come up every year, doesn't it? Someone somewhere who charges everyone to feed them at Christmas. Um, and we're going we're gonna to talk about the rights and wrongs of that, whether it's actually quite reasonable, actually, whether what you might end up getting as a guest is good value for money. And finally, corks. We're going to be talking about putting a cork in it or not putting a cork in it. Or if you put a cork in it, what's, what's going to happen? Where should you fire a cork? How to open a cork? How to, how to open a champagne bottle? The injuries that come can come from a 50 mile an hour flying through the sky cork. Don't play games with corks. Okay, so put a cork in it. Um, is that what they say? Put a cork in it? Put a cork in it. Put a sock in it. Put a sock in it. Let me just, uh, just one sec. Just teach you the moment to go out. Right? 
There was just an urgent squirrel that needed attending to because the squirrel was about to fire up the uh, chainsaw. We've got pretty tooled up uh, squirrels here. Oh, look at that. That's very sweet. Who's that? Someone's just gifted a membership. Let's have a look. Who's that? Ellery, Ellery Jones, sweetie. Ellery Jones. Big hugs. Dodo Dixon, good morning. Um, so there we go. Those are our topics. What, what, what should we start with? Come on, guys. Hit me with your rhythm stick. Hit me. Hit me, hit me fast, hit me quick, hit me, hit me, hit me. He was a funny old chap, wasn't he, Ian Jury? Oh, hang on a minute. It's all kicking off here. Wait one sec. Sorry. I was, just, I was just trying to think, if I went online onto a, onto a YouTube channel and I saw a family that was doing stuff and I'd be like, where's your tree? It's weird, isn't it? It's finding weird. Sorry. You know, when you have those days where you just think it's weird. Start Thursday off right, says Josh Pittard. You're very vocal at the moment, Josh. Where have you been? What have you been up to? Where have you gone? Why did you disappear? Why have you suddenly come back? What's, the, what's your impetus, matey flip? Um, nice to see your name plopping up and down all over the place. Um, so what are we starting with? What do you want to start with, guys? <laughs> Why don't you just ask for people to chip in for vegetables, drinks and snacks instead of charging Leo? Well, let's, we'll get there. We'll get there. Um, I think we should start with... Okay, no one committing. Let's start with... Well, uh, Bizarre reason. Why do you think men are more likely to fracture their penis at Christmas? And it's got nothing to do with pulling a cracker. It's a cracker. It's a cracker. Emma Crabtree. There we go. Penile fracture. Oh, Christ almighty. Penile fractures. Why do you think? Why, would, why do we think men may at Christmas experience falling from a ladder, Laura Lou? Um... They fall off the tree, says MT. Drink, says Ellen. Giblet, <laughs> Edward Bevington. Uh, it's their issue, says Jane Campbell. It's now our issue because LBC are reporting it, so it's everyone's issue. Sorry, zero tolerance day today. Because men dare each other, Sarah Withington, but dare each other to what? Hey, tight in knots. Either falling down drunk, games gone wrong, or intimate accidents. I love the way you say that, Anne-Marie Shellard. Anne Shellard. Intimate accidents. Falling out of the attic, Kathy Hyde. Well, apparently, apparently, it is pretty simple. So the bizarre reason, it's not that bizarre. Well, is it bizarre? It's a bit bizarre, I suppose. The bizarre reason men are more likely to fracture their penis at Christmas. This is, this is a courtesy of a scientific study. Um, and a penile fracture, when it happens, I mean, I've, I've never heard of this. I've never, I've never encountered this, I should say. Apparently, it makes a snapping sound. Has anyone ever heard one? Has anyone ever heard? Apparently, it makes a snapping sound like a cracker, I guess. Like a cracker. What a cracker. It's more likely to occur at Christmas for this simple reason, that couples get more adventurous in the bedroom. <sighs> Dressing as Santa's elves, do you think? 
oh my God, no way. A scientific study was needed to work out that people get more adventurous at Christmas. I wonder why that, why that is. Penile fractures seem to occur in periods when couples are enjoying moments of relaxation. The intimacy and euphoria of these moments, says a, a doctor or a professor from the University of Munich, so that these moments might lead to more frequent sex and maybe more adventurous wild sex. <sighs> Sleigh bells, slinging, ringing, all that kind of stuff, Rudolph action. Fractures are classically caused by a forceful bending of the penis during aggressive sexual intercourse featuring unusual positions. And, and then this, this professor then goes on to say, for example, the reverse cowgirl. <laughs> University of Munich, TD2023. You want the link? You want the link? We don't allow links on here, I'm afraid. But I can tell you exactly where you can go to if you don't trust me. Bizarre, it's LBC. Go to the LBC website and say, put pump in bizarre reason men are more likely to fracture their penis at Christmas. It's also being reported in the Times, too. Um, so, yes, the reverse cowgirl girl. According to the doctor's research of 3,429 penile fracture cases, don't quote me on that. Uh, well, do quote me on that. Um, that happened in Germany between 2005 and 2021, 1.2% happened on Christmas Eve, Christmas Day, or Boxing Day. That means there's a 43% risk of the injury happening during the festive period. This is about men make a full recovery following surgery. <sighs> Bend it like Beckham. That's what it makes me think of. Trying to get it around a tree. It's trying to put up the Christmas lights. Sorry. It's because people have been screwing too much. That's why. So, yeah, so be careful. Don't get too adventurous. I'm not going to go into too much detail because Nadia would say apple crumble. But there are times and there have been times, and I'm sure many of us here who have had a um, uh, TD goodbye. <laughs> what? Yes. But we don't allow links, TD, whatever your bloody number was. Of course, we're the bloody child. God, the smug twats. Sod off. God almighty, if you need the statistics, go to LBC. There you go. Um, so here you go. So uh, what was I going to Yeah, no. So without going into too much, apple crumble, apple crumble, apple crumble. There are those moments, aren't there, in life where you think, uh, I don't know if this should be happening. I don't know if this should be happening. Um, the pups don't lie. Have you sent your address? Have you sent your address to, to Michelle? Please send it again to Michelle. There's an awful lot of uh, messages and things that aren't being sent to the right link. So send it there and we'll, we'll get it out to you. Um, uh, apologies, it hasn't arrived. It, 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 just, just put in the title, pups don't lie address, so that I know it's your one. Um, Jenny J, exactly. So careful. With the reverse cowgirl. That's all that's all that's all they're saying. That's all they're saying, TD13842 Nick69. That's all they're saying. And in fact, give the university, if you give the University of Munich a call, let me know once you've confirmed and ratified the story. That would be lovely. Um, so that's the bizarre reality. It doesn't strike me as particularly bizarre. Now, this story, Winter Wonderland. Has anyone been to Winter Wonderland? Is anyone going to any Christmas fairs? I hate fairs. Um Anyone been to any Christmas fairs this uh, this year? 
I find fun fairs, one thing I find fun fairs is not fun. I find fun fairs not fun. They're funless. In fact, I find them quite threatening. So Winter Wonderland is something that's been going on in Hyde Park for years. We went to one of the first evers, uh, first evers, first ever, years and years ago. And um, it was, it felt massively overpriced then. It felt like you got a sort of one minute sort of ride for an inordinate amount of waiting. And it was incredibly cold and the kids got bored very quickly. One thing Winter Wonderland wasn't was wonderful or well, it's certainly wintry, but it wasn't wonderful. And over the years, sorry to any organisers of Winter Wonderland, I don't think they need any apologising for, because the cost is ludicrous per ride. It is crippling to ordinary families. Um, but also, sorry, just one sec. Um, but also, so it's it's prohibitively expensive. It's incredibly rammed. It's, you get, you get, seconds on a ride. I think it's almost like £3.50 to get in to a, what are those, do you remember those kind of, the Helter Skelter, is it Helter Skelter? Where you kind of get in those, they're like a sort of sliding kind of sleeping bag, but but like a doormat. I used to love the feel of them. It was weird. You felt like you were doing something you shouldn't. <coughs> but anyway, so disproportionately expensive. But this, this story here was a tube worker in London talked of, or uh, in the Evening Standard, of Hyde Park Corner nightmare as crowds return from Winter Wonderland. And this, this person said, uh, who works on the underground, said, what I witnessed during December the 9th, and particularly December the 10th, has been nothing short of appalling. A tube worker told of nightmare unsafe scenes caused by train delays and staggering levels of criminal and antisocial behaviour from people returning from Winter Wonderland. Uh, the station staff member who works at Hyde Park Corner said dozens of people at a time would barge through ticket barriers, threaten to assault the staff. Problems were worsened as, as delays kicked in, obviously. I mean, the tubes were always delayed. Um, but... It's not the first time, this person said, it's not the first time I've worked during this event, but what I witnessed this year particularly has been nothing short of appalling. Um, it's just, and so this just led me towards the thought that I had whilst we were, whilst we were walking around um, Marylebone. Of, of, uh, and there is a real hostility out there, like a, a fury, like a sort of festive fury. Like hell hath no fury, like an like a Christmas elf scorned, you know, wanting to go out, get it for themselves. I think I, I did hear that there was a certain element as well at Winter Wonderland this year. It's kind of been hijacked by certain sort of groups of youths and kids and and what have you. Um, but it's a shame, isn't it? So those the idea of those, though, yeah, look, people do talk about having their phones stolen frequently at Winter Wonderland. It's got out of hand. It's it's like a free for it's like a lager out free for all. It's like festivals, though, isn't it? Everything becomes so big and so commercial and so sort of almost stuffed to the gills in its own sort of ubiquity and the fact that it could just be there that it doesn't make any effort to make it actually a nice experience for anyone. So everyone just slugs through and everyone ticks it off. That's why we've never gone. It's why we've never featured it. Um, but, uh, but yeah, it just seems, it's just such a shame. It's just such a shame. Because, I mean, even, you know, you go to, I mean, I, I know Nadia says it's, it's like this every, it, it, London has not been like it's been this year. It, it, just 
places, some of the places in central London where you want to go and get that nice festive hit, the best thing to do is to do it earlier, which is why we do it earlier in Vlogmas. Do it earlier in Vlogmas. Uh, do it safely. Uh, do it with less crowds. And then the closer you get to Christmas, try and avoid it all, which is why I'm dreading going in. In fact, you'll see in tonight's Vlogmas precisely some of that kicking. Now, to be fair, it wasn't that there was a, a not a nice element to where we were filming last night, but it wasn't a particularly inviting element. It wasn't a particularly convivial. Looked pretty in part, but yeah. Anyway, yeah, so I, I, just, I just feel for families that kind of they invest in these things, thinking this is the big moment. This is the this is where my you know for most families the panto or that winter wonderland. It's the one moment, isn't it? There's going to be one sort of shiny bauble in the season where you're going to go, yeah, we're going to go here, and the family go, yeah, we're going here, and uh, and then you go there. I mean, for example, a small example was Wishmas we went to. Now one doesn't want to kick a gig down just for the sake of it, but I'm sorry, it was a crock of shit. For what it was, it was an absolute crock of shit. No one had made any real effort. Kids demand and 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 rightly would expect a little bit more, and it was just disappointing. Yeah, kids, five year olds are going to find magic in just you know someone like me running around with a fucking guinea pig jumper on. So I just think these these organisations should do a bit more. I wish there was some kind of like Ofcom. There needs to be Santa Claus needs to create a festive ombudsman. And it needs to be like, I don't know, off elf, off the shelf elf or off com or off center. Do you know what I mean? And what they do is they they quality check festive cheer and Christmas events. Sarah D. Wishmas looked like an absolute pile of shite and was very helpful as a mum that was considering paying for a family for to go. Brilliant. I'm pleased. I mean, of course, when you do something like that and you reveal it to not be very good, of course, it raises the question, oh, shit, well, what do we do next? But at least you can knock that off your list. Sometimes, sometimes, and this is why we do film the walkabouts and all that kind of stuff, um, is elf peeing now. Have a good one, Jan. Um, it's like if you do a little walk around somewhere like, say, Covent Garden, and you see that there's a massive Lego, what was there? There was a, oh, you'll see in tonight's thing, there's a massive Lego animal or something. Sometimes for a kid of four, that's all they need. Do you know what I mean? It's like I was going to take you into Hamleys, but the last five times I've been in Hamleys, it was the most soulless experience. I'll tell you what Hamleys is, right? The biggest, the biggest toy shop in the world, which should be magical, shouldn't it? Mum, where are you? Should be magical. Um, it's basically, and this is this is true. This it basically, I tell you what Hamleys is. Hamleys is basically a staircase surrounded by boxes. I hate to, I hate to, I hate to puncture the myth, but in a weird way, maybe one should go there early and just show you. It is a staircase or a set of escalators going up with boxes around you, and you can only walk in one direction. Now, when I went as a kid, Laura Dion, it was magical, magical. But things have become so systematic. Do you know what I mean? So it's it, trying to find those little niche moments, places. I mean, you know, this, this year's Vlogmas for us has been much more of a, a liberties. We did liberties last year, Julie. We were going to do it again this year. But it's that thing of, you know, we do we repeat some things, but other things you sort of think, well, it's not going to it's not going to be much different. Um but you know, it, 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 it's hard. It, 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 you know, and, and this year we've done, we've gone for a slightly more adult. Obviously, there's been a more adult flavour. The kids have grown up, and we've been a bit saucy and all that kind of stuff. It's quite a saucy one tonight as well. Um, so you know, different diff, different strokes for different folks. 
But at the same time, when you've got kids, you know, you're right. You know, lots of families are building around one thing. And, and this just, I, you know, what I would say as a Londoner, and this is as a Londoner, is avoid winter wonderland like the plague. It's a con. It's an absolute con. And not just that, as Reese Roberts rightly says, you can, you can end up actually getting into all sorts of dire straits with theft and, and all sorts of stuff like that. It's like Oxford Street. People used to think Oxford Street was great. It's not. It's a shithole. It's an absolute shithole. And it's not safe. I mean, it's never been nice. There's this idea that Oxford Street, it's never been nice. Okay, I'm now going to show you a film, an advert, and I want you to tell me, who do you see in this advert? Are you ready? Shout out to our amazing, clever team here at HQ. Without them, we are nothing. Our fulfillment crew lovingly packing your lattes. We've been listening to Britney on loop since 2019. Our very smart, only slightly nerdy digital team making sure the website doesn't crash again like it did last year. Finally, the glue that literally holds us all together. Our incredible, resilient fulfillment team that have helped make 2022 <laughs> such a big success. Now, I don't mind a cameo. I quite like a cameo, but you know what? What do you? What was your take on that? Put yourself all, put all, everyone, put yourself in the director's chair. What would your line of advice have been there? <coughs> Faith Goodman nibbling into the right direction. Uh, what, what do you? What do you think? Um, what do you think? It, it, it doesn't bother me, but I just think it could have been more subtle. I think she overblew it right at the end, didn't she? She over, I think it was too much. Precisely, Keely. My idea, what would have made that, I think, on the right side of cool, was if she was literally only in the shot in the office and no one said anything. And you ran the risk of it being missed. That I would love. But then I guess that would defeat the purpose of it going viral for the company. It was Megan. It was Megan Markle. I just thought the laugh at the end was a little bit too much of a kind of, hey, I'm here. See me? Anyway, I just want to share that. Bit of festive fun. They're having a laugh. She's having a laugh. They're having fun. But it's, it's interesting. Isn't it? You watch these things. You think, why didn't that work? And I thought it didn't work because they over... I think she's, I think she's invested... I think it's a friend's business. And I think she's invested in it. So she's kind of helping out me. Um, what have we got here? Party go... Right. Who's ever had an injury from a cork? A flying cork? Has a flying cork ever hurt you? Has, has a flying cork ever hurt you? Because this is TD, whatever his name, whatever his name, probably wants the link to this one too. But let's have a look. Um, party goers warned of risk to sight from 50 mile an hour champagne corks. Pressure within champagne bottles can launch a cork up to 40. The reason I pulled this story, I'm taking a piss. It's like, who didn't know that a cork can fly out of a bottle really fast? Does anyone not know that? Is there anyone here who would, I don't know, do this? Oh, I wonder what that is. Anyone? And whenever anyone, often dads, goes to open a bottle and waves it around like an absolute douche, which I do, they go, Yay! and always there's mums or there's nans or there's mother-in-laws or going, don't, Derek, don't do that. That's so irresponsible. Don't be so silly. Don't be so childish. You're showing off. All that kind of stuff. Uh, Reese, I close my eyes and duck. Yeah, that's just always take evasive action. And of course, there are many other ways of doing it, aren't there? There are like, put a, put a towel over the top. 
I always remember someone I knew years ago saying something, which is, before I say this, this is deeply inappropriate, sexist, all the rest of it. It's supposed to sound like the sigh of a contented woman. Or maybe it's supposed to sound like the agony of a penile fracture. <laughs> anyway, so this is literally a story in the Times, and I just this just made me chuckle, saying... Partygoers warned of risk to sight. A team at University of Cambridge have issued guidance on how to open a bottle of champagne safely, such as covering the cork with a towel when opening it to ensure that revellers do not begin the new year on their operating table. So in a weird way, in a nice sort of beautiful kind of circuitous kind of bringing back round to the organic beginning of this chat, being careful. I suppose popping a tea towel over the top of a bottle of champagne will prevent you being needed to, you know, a trip needed to go to A&E. The, tor- the cork can travel from the bottle to the eye so fast in less than 0.05 seconds that the natural blinking reflex is ineffective should the cork hit the eye, presumably only ineffective depending on how close you are. Writing in the British Medical Journal, the researchers said this could result in permanent blindness. So this is quite serious. I had a retina damage injury from playing rugby once, and that was like a blunt pound to the eye. The rapid release of carbon dioxide gas after uncorking a bottle of sparkling wine is a memorable moment enjoyed by all, regardless of whether you drink it. But there's a dark side to uncorking these bubbly beverages. Cork eye injuries are often an overlooked and substantial threat to ocular health. So basically, what's going to happen in future years is uh, we're not going to open bottles. You mustn't open. You mustn't open champagne bottles, and there'll be no crackers in crackers. So crackers won't go bang, bottles won't go pop, and penises will snap. It's becoming a very odd Christmas. All the wrong noises coming from all the wrong parts of the anatomy. All the right physical actions happening in all the wrong ways. And all I've got to say to you is reverse cowgirl. What? <sighs> okay, final couple of stories. So let's have a look at this. This, uh, this is the, the I, I pulled this story because I was on the tube last night. As I got on the tube, it was incredibly busy. It was incredibly rammed. I had my, I had my um, reindeer horn hat on, which can I just say, I actually felt quite pleased with myself last night. Snap, crackle and pop. Oh, 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 oh. snap, cockle and pop. Oh, just up my neck. Um, don't laugh too hard, otherwise you'll go to A&E. Um, I've never heard, I've never seen so many people smile and laugh at wearing a furry reindeer. The amount of people who said, oh, look, there's Rudolph. I mean, people were literally, Ruth, it's coming. There were people literally smiling, chuckling. I brought, There was festive cheer, for, for a fact, which was nice. Anyway, but whilst I was on the train, there was a curious moment. Well, not a curious moment, but I was sat there and I had my phone. I went on a travel. If you travel on the train, you know, often one's either filming something or one's looking for something or one's just, do, you know, doing what we all do on our phones. And then I sat down and I sat down with the phone sort of on my lap like that, just held down. And as I looked down, I saw a woman to the side over there kind of look up and look at me. And, 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 and I thought, she didn't, she, there was no inference there. But... I thought to myself, oh, I've heard about this. I better put, because the girls talk about it. I thought, oh, no, it could look like I'm filming. And that's the problem with these phones. When, you know, lots of people have them in their hands, don't they? Um, and this is, this is something called stealth camming. Now, obviously, upskirting, down topping, you know, sh- filming people illicitly, trying to get sort of footage of them. Obviously, it, it is illegal. But this is a piece in The Telegraph uh, by a woman, Lara Olzowska who talks about her experience of being on the tube. And a man did this. Now, this is something that's very strange. 
he simply filmed her. She was in a coat. He wasn't filming her covert. He wasn't doing it covertly. He held the phone in front of her and he filmed her. Um, and she said to him, are you filming me? He said, no. And then she said, the woman who wrote this article, I know you're filming me because I can see in the window behind you the fact that you're filming me. I can see the record, you know, the reflection. Um, other ears pricked up in the carriage, she says. She then said to him, show me the last video you took. He refused, gripped his phone tightly. Someone else said, another woman said, that's not okay. He took no notice. The rest of the carriage stayed quiet. Uh, so this woman who wrote this article said, that's a violation I'm getting off. And this is something called non-consensual filming. Uh, she says, if you type non-consensual filming of women in a public place into Google, obviously stuff about voyeurism comes up, upskirting comes up. These are things that can be uh, you know, challenged and you can be charged with. But just filming someone up front in a non-sexual fashion, I mean, you know, why? It's such a threatening thing. And this is called stealth camming. Stealth camming is when a person films someone in a public place without their consent, either to upset or humiliate them or for the person's own use or the use of others. What can be done? And it looks like there's a huge, there's a kind of loophole here or gap in law, which if you think about it, the sort of ubiquity, I mean, we, you know, when we're out and about filming, I think we've had one instance years ago where we were filming in a hotel or somewhere. And we caught someone in the back of the shot. So we're very careful, like when Nadia films at gyms or if we're filming out and about. Yeah, sometimes you catch people. Sometimes if you're in a convivial kind of public place, you pass a pub or whatever, like tonight. In tonight's vlog, you'll see lots of people drinking in pubs and what have you. But stealth camming someone individually, you know, sitting opposite someone. And, and, but what this, what this led me towards is what kind of a person are you that you have no self-critical awareness to think that this, I suppose, what am I trying to say? It doesn't surprise me that there is a connection between this kind of behavior and then more overt harassment, stalking, and malevolent behavior. If you can film someone in front of them and feel nothing, you feel you're doing nothing wrong. It's almost not that, I, I mean, I'm loath to say this, it's not that it's more sinister than if someone was being prurient, but there's, there's a dislocation in there that's quite scary. It's quite scary. It's, 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 do you know what I mean? Just to, so when she described this, and so again, I was, and the reason I pulled this was I, I was reminded of it last night that I wanted to kind of say to anyone, any men who travel on tubes or trains or anything, obviously, I mean, there's always going to be someone saying women do it too. God almighty. But, you know, pr predominantly men do this kind of thing. But any men traveling on tubes, spare a thought that unless you're clearly on your phone, I don't know, playing fruit punch, is it, or whatever it is, or, or, or watching something, which isn't rude, um, put your phone away, hide your phone, put it in your pocket, put it in your bag. Because I actually realized sat with my phone on my lap um, was potentially an easy way to... Uh, so, for example, when we were at Wishmas recently, we were sort of filming, pretending to film secretly the, the ride because we wanted to show you how shit it was. But, well, we didn't know it was going to be shit. We just wanted to show you some of the experience. And, of course, some of the things you do when you're holding a camera is you kind of go like that and you film it. And, you know, you're filming things. And then I realized, oh, my God, no, just sat on a tube as a man with a phone out on my lap, just holding it. It could be seen as something. So, yeah, you might think, oh, why should I? And I'm not doing that anyway. But I just think it's another one of those things, a little bit like crossing the road when you're walking behind a woman at night. Just do it. Just just hide it. Just if you don't need your phone out and if you don't need to be looking at it, do it. Because it's, um, uh, yeah, it's it's... 
Yeah, Simon Turley. Look, always have to take a always have to ask to take a pic of our daughter at school karate to make sure no one else is in the shot. Absolutely, that's fine. That's fair dues. That's fair dues. Um, but yeah, I don't know. There was something almost not more sinister because that's under. You can't for a minute suggest it's not sinister that someone's filming in a prurient fashion, like you know, often unfortunately women with cleavage and men will be filmed down. You know, it's just but just to film someone and then to be challenged and then just to say nothing. Whoa, scary, 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 scary. Um, and so finally, final final story uh, as we roll up. Um, not, I, I had this story, non-burp, burp. Apparently there's a condition where people who can't burp. Apparently it's, it's called retrograde cricopharyngeous dysfunction. Can cause abdominal bloating, socially awkward gurgling noises from the chest, neck and flatulence. I just wanted to say, spare a thought for anyone who's in the theatre or somewhere quiet, and their stomach's going. They might have this. It just I'd never heard of it before. Um, and finally, this is this is a piece about a woman who's charging her family 150 pounds per person uh, for Christmas dinner. Uh, her name's Carla Bellucci. She's a blogger. She admitted she will actually make a £400 profit for charging 15 members of her family £150 each as she cooks up a festive feast for Christmas Day. Um, she revealed this is the first year she'll be charging them. She appeared on Good Morning Britain to talk about this. She said something has to change. Times are, and you have to, got to make cutbacks. She says the menu will include champagne, smoked salmon, caviar, and turkey. Now, there's two ways of approaching this. One is you tight cow. Why do it? The other one is, yeah, bloody expensive, Ellery Jones. The other, I mean, I suppose if you were a guest, are you entitled to say, can I see what this is covering? Because, of course, there's time and then there's space and then there's energy. And then there's ingredients. But then if it's a really expensive bottle of champagne, as long as she doesn't... I mean, imagine if she opens a bottle of champagne and takes your eye out and you've spent 150 quid and you've lost your eye. And then because you've hurt your eye, you can't engage in any reverse cowgirl because you don't know where anyone is. Greedy show-off, says Good Chip Lollipop. Ooh, I love it when you don't mince your words, Good Chip. Does anyone here think that is in any way reasonable? Okay, maybe 150 is a lot. Yeah, they are getting caviar. I mean, is it real caviar? That's what I want to ask. I'd want to say, is it real caviar or is that is it that cheap stuff that they shove in Sainsbury's by the side? Can I check the provenance of your food? Do you know what I mean? <sighs> I think everyone bring a part of the meal. That's a nicer way to do it, isn't it? But then you're privy to the cooking sensibilities of individuals who can't cook. <clears throat> I was going to show you something about a millennial or a Gen Z or someone having a moan about baby boomers, but I can't with Bobby. So there we go. Anyway, guys, have a lovely, lovely day. Um, it's, it's festive cheer. Pups don't lie. Please drop your address again to uh, Michelle. Um, and But please put your pups don't lie name in the title. Um, and we've had a winner of a family night out to the cinema. Four tickets for our lovely winner on Popcorn Junkies. I will be, you will be getting your voucher today. Um, stay tuned. There's all sorts of stuff coming up in the in the run up to Christmas Day, um, and I think later today we're trying to work out all sorts of schedules. Uh, poor old Nad's feeling unwell. Um, we I'm going to do a live um, chat about drinking, and I'm going to ask a simple question, and it's this. And this isn't for people who who this is for people who either feel they're drinking too much or know someone that's drinking too much or would like to moderate their drinking or feels they're struggling with drinking or doesn't feel they're struggling with drinking but would like to just have a little bit of a chat about drinking. Um, and the question I'm going to ask is this. It's a simple question with lots of complicated answers. Why do you drink? And why did I drink? 
and why do we drink and all that kind of stuff. Um, and we're going to ask that question because it's a tricky time of year at Christmas. It's a time of excess. It's a time of, and especially this weekend, it's going to be a big old weekend. And believe me, last night, my God, there was a lot of drinking. And in fact, tonight's Vlogmas is a good example of, of the hubbub, the conviviality of alcohol and the sound and the joy and all that kind of stuff. So, um, so yeah, so um, so we'll, I'll, I'll let you know, notify you when that's going to land, probably on the community tab, and uh, we'll schedule. Well, it's going to be a live, so you'll see it if it gets scheduled, it'll come up. Um, and we will be doing Reese Roberts. Absolutely correct. Not only are me and, and Nanny Di going to do a roundup of the movies of the year, uh, we're also going to be looking at what other people think some of the movies of the year are. So all right, a good old proper popcorn junkies chat, but that will probably be in the interim period between Christmas and New Year's, Reese. Um, and yeah, I'm looking forward to that. Looking forward to having a bit of a chat about that. We're going to be reviewing Wonka and all that kind of stuff. Um, so yeah, guys, and some trailer reactions will be landing too. Quite a few interesting films have, have, have landed in the last couple of days. So, so they're all coming and Nanny Dai will be with us. Uh, I think she's joining us tomorrow for Christmas. So that'll be nice. Um, and there's a members live coming at some point for all you members. Oh, so much fun. So much festive fun. Guys, have a lovely day. Um, and uh, I'm just going to do this.